Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Praise God. So how are you all doing? You've been praying. What do you say to your pastor? Thank God. Praise God. Are you glad? Yes, it is the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. I thought I should come and just say hello to you. As we were praying, I was also praying. But I don't want to come here so that you can really pray the way you want to pray. So I said, let me just sneak in this night, late in the night, and I'll just sneak back. I want to firstly thank God for your life. You have made the righteous for your life. I want to thank God that you make up your mind to me to come for this camp. And you came expecting so many things. But the Lord has a plan for you. I want to thank God for Pastor. I don't call him Pastor Iraq. I call him Iraq. You know, Pastor Chris called me Biodu. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, Iraq, excellent work. Excellent. He's, uh, he's very close to me, like many of you know. And I love to, I love to hear him talk. It's full of the spirit. Very, very inspiring. And he's inspiring so many people around the world. And I, I just remember the prophecy Pastor gave me in 20, 2004. <laughs> Many of you are wondering where you were in 2004. <laughs> Uh, the message is impartation of the spirit. As I was preaching the conference like this, suddenly it turned to me. He said, Do you know God's going to use you mightily? God's going to use you mightily. He said, You have not seen anything. He said, Because you have yielded yourself to the Holy Spirit. You have yielded yourself to the Holy Spirit. Then Pastor said, the day you remove the chains from your hands, it actually started from there. Then said, I should come forward with my wife. And he announced, said, God's going to use this man mightily. I was not yet in Ghana there. The next year I came to Ghana. And the story just changed. It's about the Holy Spirit. Every one of you here, God wants you to be so great. Everyone, it all depends on how you yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. Everybody here, God's dream is to see all of you making impacts all around the world. That is God's dream. And you have to start seeing yourself in that light. You have to start seeing yourself in that light. That's why God brought you here. 
I want to read something to you in 2 Peter 3, verse 16. Let me read verse 18. He said, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 3, verse 18. I'll talk to you about grow. But what? Grow. You have to grow. So here he told them to grow in grace. Then grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God wants you to grow. I was telling Iraq outside just now. I said, God wants to grow faster than the inflation of the country. God wants to grow faster than the economy of the country. That's what happens when we pray in tongues. When you pray in tongues, you grow. You want to grow faster than the economy of the country. When you listen to news and see what they are arguing about financially, you know that this we don't know what is happening. Because God has increased you. God wants you to grow. I have grown and I'm still growing. And I bring you special grace. God says, I should come and tell you to grow. Sometimes last year, one day I gave a billion. The same day I gave a million dollars in US. One day. I came to give you something. Lift your hands. See, God wants you to grow. Yes, now you can pray in tongues for six hours. You can pray in tongues for seven hours. You can pray in tongues for 12 hours. It must translate to growth in your life. See, you can be praying like that and not grow. It must translate to result. It must translate to growth. He said, but grow, grow. It's time to grow. Hallelujah. Lift your hand towards heaven and say, I'm going to increase. I'm going to so grow. Hallelujah. I mean, I'm going to have tremendous results. It's time to grow. You see, every, every year we come here, have you grown? See, it's not, I mean, a lot of money has been spent here to organize this camp. I can tell you that. Because I organized camp inside there with so many people as well. And many of you also, you attended the camp. See, but at the end of this camp, what Airport City Youth Church did in one year, one person should do it. I'm ministering to you now. One person should do it. You have to see it. When you are praying in tongues, what goes on in your mind? 
you will only be praying what goes on in your mind. You are speaking in tongues, but what is coming out is what is in your mind. That's why the Bible says we should renew our mind, not renew our tongue. <laughs> he said, renew your mind and your life will be transformed. So if you are praying in tongues and your mind is not renewed, your life will not be transformed. You have to renew your mind. You have to believe what the Lord says concerning your, your, your life. You have to renew your mind. You know, Pastor, you know, you know, I was doing something today. I pray for, I mean, online. I thought I would pray for two hours, but I pray for six hours today online. While I was praying, Holy Ghost began to remind me of knowledge of the word. So I was praying. We're praying. Then a thought came and said, the governor of a state in America is my member. You know, I'm the pastor of America as well. I just pick a paper, I wrote it down. Any thought that comes like that, I will write it down. It might look impossible to people. Once it enters my mind, it is done. Once it enters my mind, I listen to me. Maybe you are praying and the thought came and said, you are going to give one million dollars. No, no. <laughs> Don't throw it away. You write it down. For God to allow it to enter your mind means that he has given it to you. He has given it. He has given it to you. Your mind is a tool that God used. But most times we push them away because we look at ourselves physically and say, this thing can never be. This thing can So when I'm praying, I'm not writing my prayer point. I'm writing what is coming to my mind. Today I wrote 100 million, came, 100 million copies came to my mind. I wrote it down. 100 million copies. That's the thing I was writing. So when I'm praying in tongue, what's going on in my mind? Bible says, he that searches the heart. Know what is the mind of the spirit. The mind. Holy Spirit has a mind. God searched the heart. He's looking at the mind of the spirit. He said, because the spirit is making intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So God knows his will. But God go and look at the mind of the Holy Spirit. What's the Holy Ghost thinking? It is what is the mind of the spirit that God will do. So if God will go to the mind of the spirit, he will come to your mind. What's going on in your mind? As you are here, what's going on in your mind? Have you picked anything from your mind? You see? So many things that the Lord sent to us, but we push them away. Why? Because our mind has not been renewed. We, 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 we think that it can never be. You see, how can, how can I be thinking that my, at my age, <laughs> I, can, I can do this? No, 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 no. Father, if I can just have one thousand dollars, Rakashikili. But there is a thought that came in and said that God has called you to do these impossible things. But you push them away. So when you are praying in tongue, you are searching your mind. So any thought that, the, that is belittling you, you crush it from your mind. You don't think about it because you will produce it. That's what you'll be speaking in tongues. So God wants us to deal with our mind. So he said we should be spiritually minded. He said to be spiritually minded is life and peace. 
But to be kindly minded is death. It's a mind. Pastor wrote the book, The Power of Your Mind. Without your mind, you can't be born again. The Bible said, if our gospel be hidden, it is hidden to them that are lost. 7 Corinthians 3, or 4 verse 3. In whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them that believe not. So they will blind the minds of people. So that's why they, they won't believe the gospel. So many things going on in their mind. So when you are praying in tongue, you are picking treasures from your mind. You are picking treasures from your mind. Suddenly, suddenly, you've been praying for three hours. Suddenly, a thought came and said, you're going to have the largest estate in the country. Go and write it down. Largest estate in the country. Somebody will read it and say, it's stupid. Leave them. While you are praying, another thought will... It won't happen immediately. That's why you pray in tongues. You stay there. You stay there. While you are still praying in tongues, another, another voice will come. And says, a, a, a thought will come. Your thoughts. And say, you have 10,000 members. And you don't have 20. Write it, 10,000 members. Your goal is not the time. How many hours you have spent praying? Your goal is your mind. You are picking things from your mind. And you are writing them down. To men, <laughs> it is impossible, but not with God. Hallelujah. I tell you, I tell you, in the next two, three, four years, everything will come to pass. Some will not even reach there. Some will not reach there. You will one day, you pick that book and we look at it. Everything has happened. Everything. Everything. Glory to God. In Philippians 1 verse 6, the Bible says, being confident of this very thing, that he which had begun a good work in you will perform it. He began what? A good work. Where? In you. Mark that. What will he perform? Tell me. What will God perform? Just read the scripture. It's just there. He said, being confident of this very thing, that he which had begun a good work in you, Come on, you see that? He will perform what he began in you. You understand what I'm saying? What God's going to perform is the good work he began in you. He will perform it. He's not going to perform any other thing. <laughs> Praise God. He's going to perform the good work he started in you. So if you, if you pick it and note it down, that thing you note down, that you pick in your mind while you are praying, God will perform it. In Philippians 2 verse 13, the Bible says, for it is God who is at work in us. He's at work where? In us. Philippians 2 verse 13. For it is God which worketh in you. Where is he working? In you. Both to will. So he gives you the will. He gives you the Vision, you understand? Know Say, he give you the focus, and then he will do it. Many things we are praying to God is not what He gave us. That's why we struggle and struggle and never come to pass. 
Because in the place of prayer, we're so distracted, distracted with our prayer point, distracted with our needs, that we refuse to listen to what he's saying to us on the inside. You know what I'm saying? A thought is coming, but it's contrary to what you wrote down. It's contrary to expectation. So you neglected what God is saying inside you and began to focus on your expectation and you missed the whole point. God's not going to perform your expectation. He's going to perform what he began in you. Am I talking to somebody here? Make sure you listen to me now. Make sure you listen. I say grow. He's not going to perform your, your, your expectation. He's going to perform... What good, what he put in you, for it is God who is at work where in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. Jesus Christ said the same thing. He said, My father walked and I walked like him. He said, I do what my father does. So Jesus doesn't, he said, I, I do nothing of myself. You understand? Gospel, you understand? He said, I do nothing of myself. I do nothing of myself. He said, the work that I do, eh? he said, my father that dwelleth in me, he doeth it. He, he, he said, the work I do. In our generation, we, we, we want to show that we are strong and we are, we are struggling and sweating in prayers and missing the whole impact. When you are praying, listen to your inside. God is bringing you some good works he wants to do. Through your life. Hallelujah. Are, are you with me, somebody? See? There are churches that they don't speak in tongues. And they are doing great things. I'm telling you now. I can call one of them for you. <laughs> Deeper life, they don't speak in tongues. They have churches all around the whole world. So why do we speak in tongues? Baptists don't speak in tongues. <laughs> Paul said tongue is a sign I speak in tongues a lot too if you ever know me you know that but when I'm speaking in tongues I'm listening on the inside my notebook is by my side I'm not writing prayer points I can put the scriptures just to kickstart the move of God then I start listening. Have a crusade. Have a crusade. Start a new department. Start a new department. Okay, okay, okay. I have given you one million dollars. I have given you one million dollars. I'm picking it from. Are you listening? Are you listening to me? Michelle? Am I right? Are you listening? You will grow so fast because God is at work in you. He's the one working in you. It's not you trying to make God to work for you. That's what we're always doing. When we come to pray, we're trying to make God to do something for us. He's not our errand boy. He's not our servant. We are his servant. <laughs> Just imagine you have a servant who is telling you what to do. Hey. Hey. He's, you, are, you are the servant and you are the boss and the guy come. Uh, I want a car. I want a job. <laughs> He's servant. You'll be looking at him like this. It's not your fault. It's because you are, in a, you are in a mansion. You can be asking for anything. Yes, we are children of God. But Paul called himself a slave servant of Jesus Christ. One great man of God said, look at this. He was rebuking senior pastors who are crying and praying and wailing for the power of God to come upon them. Say, see, stupid. 
lying down on the floor, crying, crying, praying for hours. Praying for what God wants to give to him freely. So that's not the way. He said, your prayer should be, oh God, I'm available. How can I be of use to you? Lift your hand before the Lord. Are you listening to me? Your prayer is, oh God, how can I be, I'm av- how can I be of use to you? What, what can you use me to do for you? I'm, I'm, I'm ready, Lord. I'm, I'm, you can't pick me. If you do what I ask you to do, this next one year, you'll be tired of money. Have you ever somebody? No one has talk like this. You know, sometimes you can't say something publicly. You will so be tired. You say, Lord, I was telling myself today, I said, God, I said, God has so blessed me. So blessed me. How did it happen? I just told you how it happened. Let God walk in you. Don't work for him. Let him work in you. Don't be asking him, oh God. You know, when you are when you are growing up, you have a little prayer points. When you get up, you don't have any prayer points. <laughs> God will give you the prayer points. In the place of prayer, you will direct your mind to things. You will open your understanding to things. Three things that will help you to have this kind of result. Are you glad that I came? Pastor Enoch, thank you. Amazing, amazing man of God. Isaiah 26. Verse 3. <laughs> Let's read it. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee. Perfect peace. His mind is stayed on what? Stayed on what? On him. His mind is stayed on him. So when you are praying, your mind is stayed on God. That's how to help you. We bring out scriptures. I'll give you a scripture to set your mind on God. He said, when you do that, God will keep you in perfect peace. It means peace, peace. It means peace with prosperity. Number one, you stay your mind on him. All the things you want to pray about are getting your attention. Push them away your mind. You know, I need car. No, <laughs> I need uh, this thing. No, no, you don't need anything. You don't need anything. You are a Christian. All things are yours. The reason why you don't see them is because your mind is on many things. So when you come to a camp like this, in the three days you are here, it will give you that discipline to focus your mind on God and Him alone. Then you live here with perfect peace. Not just peace, perfect peace. Second scripture. Psalm 119. 
165. He said, great peace. First one, perfect peace. Second one, great peace. Are they which love your word and nothing shall offend them. Nothing shall destroy them. Nothing shall defeat them. Those that love God's word, he said, great peace, great peace, great prosperity. He said, nothing, nothing shall be able to defeat them. No matter how many people that gang up against them, they can't be defeated. It doesn't matter how many of them. It doesn't matter how powerful they are in the country. They can't be, you can't defeat them. It's not possible. Because their, their works, what they are doing, is not their, it's not their decision. You, know? they, you don't know that the thing they are doing, they pick it from God. So since its origin is from God, you can't defeat it. Do you get what I'm saying? You set your mind on the world. You love God's world. Number two, he said, great peace shall be those that love the world. Number three. Philippians 4. Verse 6. He said, be careful for nothing. Don't worry about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God. There's the peace of God. So number one. Your mind. Number two, you love. Number three, you pray. He said the peace of God. That's what has happened to you in this place. The peace of God. Which pass all understanding shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. All I need to do is to find a place to pray. I'm telling you. I face many things in my life. I solve it in the place of prayer. Because when I go to pray, I don't go with prayer points. Many times they give me prayer points in, in service. I don't use them. Say prayer points, okay, I've seen it. But others, I give them prayer points because I don't know how they are thinking. So let me help them to correct them. <laughs> but when I climb the stage, uh, no, no prayer point. God is my, God is my focus. He can give me a scripture to start with. Then I'm, I stay my mind on him. I stay my mind on him. As you are praying, distraction wants to come, you pull your mind back. Things are trying to get your attention, you pull your mind back. You arrest your mind. You detain your mind. And then the peace of God will begin to show you things that he wants to do with your life. Those are the things that come to pass. Is anybody here? God has told you what he will do with your life during this camp. Can I see your hand? You pick it. Can you tell me? Who would like to tell me? Many of you brought down your hands. Okay, who would like to tell me? Okay, let me hear. I'd like to hear. After this camp, what will happen? What's going on in your mind? Has God talked to you? Yes, talk to me. Thank you. 
Thank you, Pastor, sir, for okay. the opportunity. Um, so please, we've been praying, and I said, God told me that I'm going to see increase and in multiplication in my fellowship. And he gave me a number. He gave me the number? Yes. Did you write it down? Yes, because I wrote it down. And he told me that I should, that's what I'm going to see. I'm going to see the fellowship grow to that number, and even more than that number. And also, as we are praying as well, I, um, the, the Lord started showing me um, the, what, we are, what are we are also going to do in partnership. And he also gave me a figure. So, um, Pastor said, as you just said, as we are praying, we, 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 we go for the mind of the Spirit. God tells us things. He begins to give us certain things. So, say, as he was saying it, I was writing it down. And say, I know in the coming year, I'm going to see what God has said. Because he told me in the place of prayer. Thank you, sir. Praise God. Okay, thank you. Beautiful. Who else would like to tell me what God has said to me? Yes. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. Yes, thank you. Yes, Pastor. So today when I was praying, I actually came with prayer points. Not prayer point per se, but expectation. And the Lord confirmed it today um, during the ministration of our esteemed Pastor Enoch. It was more about what he has called me to do. He confirmed it. I got clarity. And also he gave me more clarity also on the targets that he would like me to partner with for next year. And also what are his plans for myself? The ways that he would like me to conduct the cell to his purposes and the increase that he's expecting us to work towards. So I'm highly motivated. And so I'm highly motivated and determined to do what the Lord has shown me. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. Beautiful. Okay. I just want to stir your heart to know whether you have something. Can I somebody else? By now, God should have said something to you. Yes. Who, who is talking? Okay. Anita. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. Pastor, please, while we were praying, the first day we were praying, the Holy Spirit was telling me things to do in 2024 concerning the group that I'm handling. And he gave me certain strategies and figures that I'll be working with, and I wrote them down here. And how to go about everything, even with the programs that I need to hold for the leaders, the members, and the new people that I'm training to become leaders. He gave me everything and I wrote them down. Praise God. Praise God. Yes, yes. Who else? Yes. I just want to just ask some of, some of you. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. Please, as I was praying, um, God told me certain graces that I'm going to see in the coming year, and he gave me a figure of leaders that I should raise within a certain number of months. Yes, please. Did you write it down? Yes, please, I did. Good, great. Who else? Yes. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. So whilst we're praying, the Lord also gave me the same thing, the number of leaders I should raise, and he said to me that next year will be the the time of signs and wonders. That my leaders, anytime we go into the towns and the cities, we see the miraculous come on with us. And say, as they posted grace and power in our hands, that everywhere we go, we'll be able to establish the righteousness of God. And also, concerning partnership, it gave me the right figure and also the, the accurate figure we should do. So we are going for it. Thank you for the opportunity. Beautiful. 
Is anybody here? God told you something that you said, no, it can never happen. You shook your head. I said, no, no. Okay, let me hear that one. That's lady then. Yes. I just thought I should come and say hello to you. Thank you so much, Pastor, for the opportunity. So when I was coming for this camp, I came with my targets that I wanted to do for the next year. And in today's prayer, uh, Pastor said something. He said that who we were uh, that morning, who we are now, they are totally different people. So uh, Holy Ghost told me to increase those targets. So... Did he give you a figure? Yes, please. So he gave. Did you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> you know the point I'm trying to drive is that only goes to give us something, but we'll push it away because we don't believe. You see, if if God calculate for us what He has told everybody here, Ghana will not take us. We'll be too rich. But what happened? We pushed it away because. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Our mind cannot accept it. And God will not go beyond that for you. So every time, all the tongue you have been praying is based on what you have accepted in your heart. So what, the, what would the Holy Ghost do sometimes? The Bible says, He helpeth our infirmities, for we don't know what we should pray for. So He come and help us because you could see that we are trying, but we are not getting it. And He won't do that every time. That's why it doesn't happen every time. He wants to train you to pick heavenly realities from your mind. If I'm driving a car and a thought came and said, I will buy that building, I'll say, I, I, you are mine from today. You have to learn to take thought. That's what Jesus Christ said in Matthew 6, verse 25. You read it. He said, take thought. Take no thought, saying. So you can take a thought. Can I have it on the screen? Matthew 6, from verse 26. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. <laughs> so you can take thought for your life what you will eat or what you shall drink don't take don't take such thoughts when the thought comes and say where will I get the money don't take it what shall I eat don't take it <laughs> what shall I drink don't take it a thought that questions supply Jesus Christ said, don't take such thoughts. Let's, or your body. Don't take thoughts for your body. Am I, am I falling sick? Don't take that thought. The thought is saying, you are thinking that maybe the symptoms is HIV. Don't take it. You don't have it. Don't take the thought. It's not your life more than meat and the body more than raiment. Next verse. Then he said, behold, the fowls of the air, they sow not. So he's telling you, they don't sow. We told you to sow, but the fowl don't sow, but they reap. They don't gather into banks. They don't have a bank account. Yet your heavenly father feeded them. <laughs> they don't sow. They don't have a bank account, but they are rich. Who is taking care of them? Heavenly father. Jesus is pointing them to something. He said, are you not much better than them? Next one. He said, look at the lilies of the field. Which of you, by taking thoughts, so you can take thought, can add one cubit onto his stature. Next verse. Then he says to us, and why take you thought for raiment? Why are you taking thought? What you wear? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they toil not. 
They don't have a factory for fashion. They don't even grow the thing they are wearing. He said, yet. Next verse. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Jesus can never lie. So he's telling us that as well-dressed as Solomon was, the flowers are even better. So I can imagine how God is looking at all of us now. If the flowers... Because your cloth came from cutting. Do you remember? It came from wool. And the flowers are more beautiful than wool. Come on, how many of you agree with me? It came from wool. Forget the design they make with it. We are all wearing wool. Do you understand? That's what we are wearing. But we have turned it to trouser and shirt and put some design and, you know, see all of us looking interesting. But they all came from who? And God says, this, the, the lilies of the field are better dressed than us. So you can't argue. Next verse. Why take it thought for? Next verse. Therefore, take no thought, saying, so, Jesus taught to us here about taking thoughts. You see, you take thoughts. And how do you take thoughts? By saying it. Don't say it. Don't say the wrong things. So, I just thought I should exhort you and share this thought with you. So, when you are praying, the remaining part of the camp, the Lord is going to talk to you and give you a seemingly impossible situation. I use the word seemingly. It will look so impossible. For example, look at Matthew 28, verse 16. Matthew 28, verse 16. When I, every time I read this scripture, I wonder what was going on in the mind of the master. Matthew 8, verse 28. Then the eleven disciples went away into, the, into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Next verse. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted out of the eleven. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Let's stop there. Enoch, Jesus is talking to 11 people to go and take over nations. 11 people. He said, look at, look at what he commissioned them. 11. How would they do it? These guys, are, they were broke. They don't have any job again. They have nothing. And the master said, go and take over the whole nations. Lift your hand before the Lord. From today, you will take over nations. It, 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 it might look impossible. So impossible. How can 11 people take over the nations of the world? 11 people. And it happened. I'm not saying today. It happened in their days. By the time they were through, they've given back to Paul. By the time they are true, the whole nations of, the, of, of that known world that time was covered with the gospel. Eleven people. So, when God begins to talk to you, don't think it's impossible. Don't think it's impossible. I challenge you to take it. Are you listening to me? I challenge you to take those thoughts. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, God is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Many people focus on asking, but they say thinking. I say, I'm talking to you about God. Grow. 
Number one, grow in your fight with Satan. <laughs> you came here to learn how to fight. War is coming. Brothers and sisters, war is coming. I'm not saying physical war. I'm talking about war. You are going to face challenges. You are going to face war. You are here to be trained to win. I'm telling you now. It's part of growing. To grow in this kingdom, you must, you must have conflict with Satan. Ephesians 6 verse 10. Ephesians 6 verse 10. Let's read. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Why? Next verse. Put on the whole armor of God that may be able to stand against the wise of the devil. Why? Next verse. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We are in a conflict with these demons. Don't allow them to kill you. Don't allow them to destroy your business. Are you listening to me? So when you are praying, you are, you are praying like a fighter. Grow in your conflict with Satan. We're going to collide with demons. Every, every teenager, every young adult must be trained to fight against demons. See the way the man of God, Pastor Chris, has been leading us to fight against devils. We have an adversary. And the adversary is not quiet. Wilson, are you listening to me? We have an adversary and it's not quiet. Glory to God. He, he doesn't like your prosperity. He doesn't like your success. He doesn't like that you are doing well. He's going to do everything to knock you out. What will you do? That's why you are here. Be strong in the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Be strong in the Lord. There's a war coming. There's a fight going on. We are in the battle. We are already in the battle. Hallelujah. So when we are praying, you are subduing them. That's what Pastor Enoch has been doing to you. Train you to be strong in the Lord. Train you to be strong in the Lord. I've had people in church committed and stopped coming to church and start fighting the church. I've had pastors in church who stopped pastoring. I'm talking about this time. And they went on the internet and started fighting the church. How did they get there? Pastor Chris has faced war. <laughs> Are you listening to me? He has faced war. Global war, local war, internet war, national war, and the war is still on. If you want to be great, you must be ready for war. Lift your hand before the Lord. You are being trained here to fight. You are being trained here to fight. A quiet Christian will not go far. Grow in your ability to fight. Some are growing in grace, but not growing in the ability to fight. <laughs> Praise God. Before you go take a matter to your pastor, deal with devil. Deal with devil. You must know how to cast out devils. You must know how to cast. Every one of us here must cast out devils. We have to cast out devils. They are misbehaving around you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I cast you out. It's gone. Grow. In your, in your fight, in your ability to fight. So if you're going to grow, you're going to experience more conflict with Satan. 
So that's number one. So I'm talking about growth in another way, okay? This area, people don't focus on it. But this is the key. Ephesians 2, verse 14. For it's our peace. Grow in your ability to maintain peace. See? Maintain peace. But grow in your ability to maintain peace. Pastor Chris will tell us there must be peace in our nation. He will say, pronounce peace upon your nation. Don't let them take over your nation. Pronounce peace upon your nation. While we are praying, if you don't do that, <laughs> they will close down the church. They will close the church. All of us will be scattered. There will not be any camp. Every morning, pronounce peace upon the land. You have to do it. That is, when, when you start doing that, God can see that you are growing. Peace upon Ghana. Peace upon the people of Ghana. Peace upon the president of Ghana. Peace upon the leaders of Ghana. Peace upon everyone in Ghana. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are children of peace. As long as we are in this country, there will be what? Peace. Psalm 119 verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn, verse 106, and I will perform it. Grow in your ability to perform your vows. Some, some make pledges of whatever vows and they don't perform it. Oh, God can't trust you with more. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Are you listening to me? The less you keep your word, the less Satan will listen to you. Because they don't trust you. Just look at what the psalmist said. I have sworn and I will perform it. I have sworn and I will perform it. Grow in your ability to perform your vows. Perform whatever you say you're going to do. That's why you are here. You are praying in tongues so that you are resistant. You become resistance to, to lies. You become resistance to distraction. You become resistance to a life of panic and crisis. When you are living here, you say, Pastor, I will deliver this. And then you will deliver it. Are you listening to me? Pastor, I'm going to bring 1,000 members. Then you bring 1,000 members. Pastor, I'm going to have 10 churches. And you start 10 churches. Wow, this brother has grown. <laughs> Praise God. This brother has grown. He's performing vows. Wow. And it's so, God, we can trust this brother. If he says something, we know it is a done deal. We can go to the bank. We know his word never fail. You know, that's what Pastor said about me to senior manager, directors in ministry. They don't trouble me. They say, Pastor, is it Biodun? Biodun will do it. Biodun will do it. I'm in a hurry. It's a sign of maturity. It's a sign of maturity. So in this camp, you are being strengthened by the Holy Spirit. So when you leave, everything you say you're going to do, you will do. I think you'll be gay man, somebody. Then the Lord knows that you actually, you went somewhere. Something has happened to this brother. This brother said, I will show up by five, he's there by five. This brother said, I will come by ten, he's there by ten. 
This brother said, I will do this. He has done it. This sister said, I will do this. He has done it. What happened? They said he went to a camp meeting. Praise God. Matthew 22, verse 37. Jesus said unto, unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your mind. A lawyer came to meet him, asking him a question. Which one is the great commandment? Just Christ said to the man, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. How many points have I given? Are you following? I said, number one, grow in your ability to handle conflict with Satan. Number two, grow in your ability what? To maintain peace. Oh, we're children of peace. There are some people when they come to church, fight. They, they will fight. Church. <laughs> See, but after this camp, everywhere you go, peace. Peace everywhere. Glory to God. So I want, I said, but grow, grow in these things. When we come to pray like this, these are the things the Spirit of God wants to, you know, impart into our being. They said, grow in what? In your ability to keep your commitments. Keep your commitments. Don't train yourself to, to not be keeping commitments. And next one, Matthew 22, verse 37, that I just read. Grow in your ability to love others. You see, I'm going to love you whether you love me or not. Tell the guy beside you, so I'm going to so love you. You'll be begging me to stop. <laughs> Tell somebody, say, I'm, so, I'm going to so love you, eh? So love you. That you say, stop, stop, this love is too much. I'm not saying after the meeting, now go and meet the person and say, ah, ah, I'm really serious. That's not that kind of love I'm talking about. <laughs> Glory to God. Luke 6, verse 38, you know this call. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. Who is that man that will give into your bosom? You are the man. <laughs> you know, when we read this scripture, we take the first part. Meanwhile, the person that gets the blessing is the second part. The man that gives to you will be greater than you. Do you understand? Do you agree with me? So when you are receiving from somebody, you are in trouble. <coughs> I told Iraq my secret. How you can never overtake me giving. At any time he give anything, I will double it. But I told him, he says, I told him, he says it's not possible. If you give me something, I'll give myself double what he gave me. Because if you give more, if you keep receiving. The person given to you will, get, will be greater than you. So grow in your ability to give more than others. It's, it's a, you have to learn it. 
is a secret of growth. See? Somebody say, oh God, I receive in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't talk like that. Lord, I give in Jesus' name. Do you understand what I'm saying? Not I receive. You know, when you're a baby, you want to keep receiving. But when you, are come to, when you come to maturity, you want to keep giving. Because it is more blessed to give than to receive. So when the Bible says, so shall men give unto you, and we are jumping, we are jumping. Oh, yes, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, press down. But he told you, begin to give. Yeah, so if you give, then you receive. Then the man that gave to you, the man that gave to you, what becomes of that man? So I must give more than I receive. Say it. You have to practice it. You have to practice it. If you're a leader and your members are giving more than you, they will soon become your leader. How it will happen, don't worry. <laughs> God will organize it. <laughs> they will become your leader. You will be amazed how it will happen. You will just travel one time to one town. The pastor of that town is your former member. And, and you can't do anything. You just attend church. Because when, you, when he was giving, you were sleeping. I thought I should just share some few thoughts with you. Praise God. So you give more. 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 Hallelujah. You give more. I want to congratulate you for coming to this camp. I said, Iraq, what have you been sharing with them? He said, I've not been sharing anything. People have been praying. I said, okay, I'm not sharing. He said, okay, please, I should share something. All right. So I thought I should just, I just came to enjoy myself. I like to pray a lot. So when I see people praying, I can't sleep. Because how can you be praying and I'm sleeping? So I have to come to. Anything you are praying about, I also want to pray. You understand? You have to understand the principle. Praise God. And understand the principle. Stand up on your feet. Lift your hand before the Lord. Something is coming to your mind now. As you worship the Lord this time, we worship the Lord. I want you to take beautiful thoughts that God's going to send to you now. Write it down. It might look impossible to, to you, but it will happen. It will come to pass. Be conscious of what's going on on your inside. And that's why when we are praying, we don't like to be distracted by what goes on on the outside because we'll miss a lot of information on the inside. If God starts that thing on the inside of you, He will complete it. Praise God. Lift your hand before the Lord and just give Him praise. Give Him praise. Focus on Him. Set your mind on Him. Set your mind on Him. He wants to, he wants to do beautiful things with your life. He wants to really do beautiful things with your life. You want to do beautiful things with your life. Pastor, you know, please come. You want to do beautiful things in your life. Lift your hand before the Lord. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Talk to us. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Lift your hands, everybody. You know, lifting up a hand is like a signal, like an antenna. You know, when you lift up your hands, only Christians lift up their hands. Others don't do that. It's more than just a worship. It's like a spiritual antenna connected to the throne room of God. 
And sickness are coming to your mind now. Praise God. Things are coming to your mind that will surprise you. You, 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 you have to pick them. You have to take them. You have to take them and write them down. Be saying it every day. Be saying it. You know, when God told me that one of the governors of the state in America would become my member, and I said it to you now, God said, what about the president? I was writing. <laughs> and I didn't write the president. It's like, can it really happen? Can it will. Listen, they will come to your church. Lift your hand before the Lord. All of us here, you big people will come to you. If, it, if God can put it in your heart and you can pick it, he has to start it. So don't try and create it. <laughs> he has to start it. If he starts it, he will complete it. For it is God who is at work in us, both to will and to do. For he that has begun a good work in you, if he starts that work in you, what will do? He will complete it. So when you are praying in tongue, don't force it, just be praying in tongue. The thought will come by the Spirit. Pick it. God is telling you what he wants to do with you now. What he wants to do with you. And if he starts it with you, I will dedicate, we will come and dedicate your estates, your factories, all over the country, all over the country. By the Spirit of God. Nobody can stop it. Yesterday, I was leading prayer. I was leading prayer yesterday. And this man, <coughs> the last camp we had there, not this last one, the other one, God said I should minister to him and his brother-in-law. They married two sisters. So I called him out and minister to him and I said that something would happen to him financially. You know, yesterday, as we were in the service, he ran to me. Inside the service, late yesterday night, two million. And a lot of two million enter his world. I said, Pastor, can I show? Pastor, see it. He was shaking. He has never seen such money before. It doesn't take God time. If you can take it now, if you can pick it from your mind, we're the one, you know, we're the one, you know, we're the one trying to do things and make God to do for us. But he has to be the one. That's why we come to camp. To present ourselves to him. Not to present our target to him. To say, Lord, I'm available. What can, we do? what can you do with a young lady like me? I'm, Lord, I'm ready. You can do a lot with my life. That's okay. Let me start with $10,000. <laughs> I'm going to send you $10,000. What are you going to do with it? Lift your hand before the Lord. Pastor Rob, talk to us. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Receive, receive. I'm going to lay hand on some people. Receive now. Lift your hand. Receive. Hey, Rob, talk to us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Pastor Sir, for Pastor, this wonderful words that you've shared with us. So on the first day, as I said to them when we're going to pray, I said, it's, always, it's, it's an act of faith to keep your book by your side when you're praying. Say, because you know God will talk to you. So when you read the G Genesis chapter 12, where God spoke to us, it actually begins 
with now the Lord had said to Abraham. Everything begins with what God has said. And the Bible says that he cannot deny himself. What God brings to pass is his word. And what God brings to pass is his words. Do you hear that? Yes, sir. Not just the Bible, though. His words. Because there is the written word, there is the spoken word. Yes, sir. So it's the word that God said to you that he brings to pass. Yes. Amazing. God is only committed to what he has said to you. So when we pray, as I said something to them over here, I said on the first day when we finished praying, I said the Holy Spirit told me something. He said, when things begin to happen in your life, don't say it's because of how long I prayed. Because it's not about how long you prayed. When you pray, if you prayed for two hours and God spoke to you, that's the end of that prayer. When the, the prayer is not doing anything, the operative power of God acts on what he said. So throughout the Bible, you don't see prayer creating anything. It is what God said that created everything. So in the times of prayer, when you're praying, you have to pay attention to what the Spirit says to you. Sometimes, Pastor, like you told us, it comes in your mind because that mental faculty is the, is the same faculty God will use. Even though you use it to think your thoughts. That's the reason why people don't think it is serious. But Pastor, in my personal life, some of the biggest things God has told me to do came as small thoughts. Come like a small thought. Anybody who has ever watched me praying, but I'm sure they've seen, sometimes I'll be praying, then I'll just pick my phone. Then I'm on the phone. You think I'm on the phone. I'm not on the phone. That thing I'm writing is the game changer. Also, a, a, a church can grow because of one strategy the Holy Spirit will give you. Just one thing the Holy Spirit said. A business can come out of one small thought the Holy Spirit will give you. That's why it's good to be in the place of prayer because in, at, in, at that place, you can pick the, the right thoughts and pick the right signal. And Pastor, so there's something that the man of God, Pastor Chris, said. He said, one of the reasons why it's good to pray is because when you pray, the Holy Spirit guides your mind. So a lot of the time when you find yourself praying and praying incessantly, especially breaking from, Pastor, you call it cracking. When you finish cracking, when you pray, you crack. You break the limitation of your flesh in the prayer. You begin to take certain actions and thoughts that you would not originally have taken. And that leads you into an endless life of glory. So as we, as we pray, and that's why I say to people, Pastor, people like, not only not here, but I've noticed among Christians that if the prayer were two, was two hours, they like to come at the last 10 minutes. Because at that point, the pastor will be declaring and they will be receiving the declaration. But that is not what changes things. In that place of prayer where you are praying, the Holy Spirit, there are things he wants to say to you. But there are times I think, I think of some things like that changed my church right from the beginning. I told them the story of how our first service were for. I said, how did they think? I said, some of them were just little thoughts. In a year, the Holy Spirit would tell me, do it like this. Every month, do this. Every week, do this. Those small, small thoughts and strategies Holy Spirit brought to me. I think of it like this. What if I was not praying that day? I would never have gotten that thought and it would never have come to pass. And if it never came to pass, you will be living your life normally, thinking this is where you are supposed to be. 
But that time, that time of decision always changes everything. Thank you so much, sir. No, you know, I told them this morning, I'm saying I'm going to pray for two hours, yes, eight to ten. Yes, sir. By ten, I knew that I've not, nothing has happened. Yes. But I, I did it to them, so that's why they are laughing. <laughs> I did it to so them. So I told people that are watching online, I said, I said, I'm going to continue prayer. You can go wherever you want to go. Yeah. I'm going to dim my light. So I continued praying for the next six hours. And I was true. I got the governor of the state. <laughs> yes. I got 100 million copies of Rhapsody. Mm. My note was full. The thoughts were pouring in. I started picking them. Picking those thoughts. Writing them down. I was picking those thoughts. Pastor, even when you are praying, sometimes songs God will give you. Mm -hmm. The songs are prophetic. Because mm -hmm. when we went to Cameroon, Cameroon, yeah, you led sailing in the night, and there was a song. I hear the sound of victory as we praise you. You are great, O oh Lord. But I pick in my spirit. I knew that that song was not just God a is song. talking to you. God is talking to you. So in the place of prayer, your mind will be guided. You will just be. You know, you just be picking. And but one, one of the things that the Holy Spirit does for me is during that time, some scriptures that you, have, you can't even remember. One just pop out. One Jeremiah, sir. <laughs> you will just pop out like this. And it will come with the understanding and with what God is saying. Although life with the Holy Ghost is real Christianity. I tell you, so easy. So easy. I said, if you do what we're asking you to do now, when you come back from camp next time, you will come with us yourself because you, <laughs> your prosperity will be too much. I'm telling you, you know, when you tell people like this, they like to argue their mind because how can it be? You know, how can, how can it be? <laughs> they told me, they said they're going to have a child with her husband. He said, how can this thing be? He said, the power of the Holy Ghost will come upon you. You, you will conceive by the Holy Ghost. Some, think, some people think you are boasting. <laughs> it shall come to pass. Anything you pick now shall come to pass. Lift your hand before the Lord. Lift your hand before the Lord. This is why you came to this camp. Don't go back home with nothing. Having these people... I had the, when I was, where I was living in Lagos, there's this neighbor that is like a friend. Every day he's developing mozu, mozu. He will carry weight, weight, but he doesn't have money. <laughs> there are a lot of weight lifters that are broke. Very. So he can be strong and broke. Because why? You are focusing on the wrong thing. You are praying, you are focusing on 12 hours prayer. You're not focusing on what the Spirit is passing to you. Pick it. In this place, so many things are going on here. So many things. The Lord is sending us informations, sending us plans, strategies, purposes. Pastor Chris said he's just looking for someone to fine-tune the channel like a radio and tune to the right channel and pick all those information. Like we are here now. If God, I mean, technology-wise, 
so many connections here. All of us have phone. All of them emitting signals. From here, you can connect to anywhere in the whole world. Human beings can do that. What about God? So while we are here, Lord, God has so much in, your, in the spirit realm. Pick it. You will pick it. You have nothing tomorrow. You pick it. Don't be distracted. When it's time to pray, you pray. You pray. You go somewhere. You pray. Lord, and be listening to your inside. Set your mind on him. Set your mind on him. And I need to warn or admonish the, the leaders, the pastors, the leaders, because they are so distracted. When we have a meeting like this, they are more into uh, uh, what they are doing. And they miss why they came for the camp. So at the end of the day, you see the pastor is growing. He's, in the, he's not growing like that. He has not changed after the camp. Because he wasted the time. He wasn't listening. Sweet. 